In this final segment, we're going to look at people who are living in a shared space. When expense comes up that is relevant to one and not to the others, or to the others in general, not to one of them, so who has to chip in, and can he be forced to chip in regardless? So this sugi starts with the Tesefta, we're on page 107 of the booklet. The Rosh quotes the Tesefta of Basra, Simon Chav Gimel. The Tesefta reads... Three lines into Simon Chav Gimel, someone who has a house in a different Chatzar, meaning he doesn't live there. The members of the Chatzar can force him to chip in to pay for the things necessary for the security, like the door and the bolt and the lock for the Chatzar. Other things, things that are only relevant to the things that go on living in the Chatzar, they can't force him to do that, it's not relevant to him. But if he does live there, then he now he has to chip in for everything, even though he has another house elsewhere. But since he lives here, now he has to pay for everything. Same thing, someone who has a courtyard in a different city where he doesn't live. He can be forced to, to pay for the water system, the but other things that are not basic needs for city people, that they cannot be mishabed. If he lives with them, then he, he has to chip in for everything. Fine. The rice does have to fear Zeus, like we quoted in the past segment. People of a Mavoy can be forced to chip in for the Lachi, the Cairo, for the Mavoy, so they can carry him. People who share a valley, they have fields in the same valley, they can be forced to pay to dig the ditches around it to make sure the animals don't get it. So we go now to page 108, which is already Mishnah of Basra. Mishnah says, if you have a Kaiser Chatzar Shanafal, if you have a wall separating two Chatzars and that wall is needed to avoid Hezekriya, it fell down. So both sides are forced to chip in up to four Amis. Four Amis is the level needed for basic Hezekriya. So that is a Chiyuv. Neither side is allowed to be mazik the other, so they chip in to pay for the four amis. And so each one is assumed to have paid for half of it, unless you prove that he didn't pay for it. So if the wall falls down at a later date, you can assume that it belongs equally to both of them, because they're required to do it. If one decides to build higher than four amis, the other one objects, so then you can't force him to do it. But even though he said he objected and did not want to, so he was not forced to pay, but if if he then goes and builds another wall near it, so in other words, to use the, the, the person's additional wall, he's taking advantage of the raised wall that the neighbor paid for, even though he didn't yet put the roof across, but since he already made it clear that he intends to, now he already has to pay for the whole thing, all the extra expenses that the neighbor put in, now he has to go chip in for we assume he didn't pay. We assume he did not pay for it until he proves that he did. Says Taisus, what's going on over here? Says Taisus, Says Taisus, even though we normally say someone is benefiting himself and that cause a benefit to someone else without causing any loss to the one who provided the benefit. So you potter. So we come up Now that the neighbor built an adjoining wall. And it's clear that he plans to benefit from the raised wall. Now he already has to pay for the whole thing. 
to come a time the nikkah from Akif Potter, Shazal Chazer Potter. Normally, we say that if the if the the someone is surrounded by somebody else and he didn't ask for it, so even though now he's benefiting from it, he's Potter. I feel like showing nikkah chayef when the nikkah gets up and he adds a wall, he has to pay for the whole thing. Can early. So Tzitz is saying that even though we have Yisrael of Zenazal Chaser. So one person built for himself, and now the other one's just taking advantage of it. So you would say he should be potter. Well, once he's nicha that he wants it, now he can be forced to chip in for the whole thing. So going now to the Shulchan Aruch on this halacha, Cheshmishes and Kufsa Machalf, page one nine in the booklet. So the seven the Shulchan Aruch reads Bnei Ha'ir, or is it real Bnei Chatzar? Kevin Zazel Bnei Zdels Ubei Shalach Chatzar. Members of Chatzar can be forced to chip in for the door and the booth. To protect the chutzner, chen kol dom shayach chutzner tzarich lem tzarich gadol yadvarm shenagbe yamedina laseisam. So the mechaber says this rule that you can force all the people to pay for applies to anything that is either very necessary for the chutzner or it's a minig to pay to have this in the chutzner. Avol shayach dvarm, but if unnecessary things, kuvain tzir v'kiur, like things that just beautify it in a cafe that you can't force. Because that's like raising the wall above four amos. That's your own personal thing, so that you can't force the neighbors to do it if they don't want it. If one of them did it himself, but the second one did something that shows that he he's, he, he appreciates the fact that it's raised, he plans to benefit from it. So then, now he has to pay for the whole thing, meaning he has to pay for his share in the expense. This is the Tesefta we quoted. That someone who has a house in a chutzner and doesn't live among them, he has to chip in for the things that are needed for the security of the chutzner. Um, Pierce says the 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 hago here bricha eitzim targum and hagori on the shidin he has to pay for the bolt, umanol and the lock of leishadvarm and not the other things. So to explain, we go now to the nesivas and chedushim. It's got in base on the right side. He says, what are those shadvarm they don't have to pay for? The base he says referring to the base shar. He doesn't have to pay for the base shar. Why is that? The point to that booth is primarily for Hezekiah. And if he's not living there, then there is no Hezekiah. He doesn't care if people are looking into the Chatzar when he's not living there. When it comes to the security, that it's uh, to, to lock it up, to actually protect the assets of the, within the Chatzar. So then, then he's also being protected. He also needs it that his house won't be destroyed or wrecked. So therefore, since he's benefiting from it, that's something that it's a need that he shares together with the other people. So therefore, he could be forced to pay for it. Going out of Siv Gimel, on the top, when they're collecting payments from all the people in the Chatzar, he says it based on the amount of money that's being protected, not based on the, the, the closeness of the houses towards the wall. It's only in the city where you say that if the house is closer to the edge of the city, he has to pay more, because there, they're more likely to get attacked. But in Chatzar, it's not like that. It's also like the Nair that you do Cheshbin, that the ones closer to the perimeter are going to have to pay more because they they, are, they, are, they need security more. So very important to see this over here. This is in the Biurim Sukarnalif on the left side. It says the Nesivis, Why is it a moment? We have to be Shahu Pshem if Beishar is from Hezek Re'iyo, Kimvur Ba'al that we prove from here Hezek Re'iyo Shmei Hezek, like we just said before, B'simon Kofan Zayas of Gimavur, then Hezek Re'iyo, Afiliyesh Ela'echad Pishnayim Donesim B'Shalva, when it comes to Hezek Re'iyo, everyone chips in evenly. So why over here, Mashadu Adinim Yesh Ela'echad Momen Harbid, Yimok Kofanesim B'Shalva. So when it comes to a wall that's required for Hezek Re'iyo, they both have to pay evenly because they both have the issue of Hezek Re'iyo. So why over here are we saying, when it comes to build the Beishar, 
that which is to avoid the hezekiah of the outside people that they pay the based on the amount of money that's being protected or being utilized. Yeshleimar says the Nesiv the Shani also the Hezek who meechel lechaveri. When you're dealing with the people being mazik each other, and the walls to stop them from being mazik, each one has the same chiv, the same obligation to not be mazik, to not cause hezek Doesn't make a difference how much hezek you're causing. You're not allowed to cause hezek. So therefore, since each one is causing hezek. Without the walls, they have to chip in evenly for the wall. Over here, they're trying to protect themselves from others, causing them hezek. The one who's being damaged more has to pay more. So that's why the expense, even though they all share the expense, but they only pay the amount that they're actually being harmed. So going now to page 10, we quote here from the Seferdini Mamanus of Ezer Batsri Shlita in Hilchashchenim. And he is discussing how you deal with people who are together in a, in a either they share in an apartment house or not, they have a, 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 a homeowner association. So how do they share expenses? How do they share expenses? So he says with three lines into this halacha chas, he says the general rule for all these things. Any expense that's clearly needed for the house or the chaser. Or some or it's the minig for to do this. Then says, and everyone can be forced to chip in for it. Like a, a door, a door and a lock for the chotzer. Things that aren't particularly necessary. There's no specific minig to do it. For example, he says, just the cosmetics that you don't, it's not customary to do. So then you can't force them to do it. So here again, if one guy paid, paid for it for himself, the other one did something to show that he appreciates it, he desires, he tends to benefit from it, then he has to pay for the whole thing. So at time, he gives a few examples. The things that are considered necessary or that everybody does. Fixing the roof. If you're in an apartment building, a shared apartment building, so to, 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 to pay for lighting and the cleaning, of the shared, the common, the, the common areas like the entranceway and the stair, staircases, causes to pay for the the, the central heating and, and the AC system, malit the the elevator, the ginun the tashlum to pay for the administrator when the, when it's not when it's when it's a paid job when it's not done by when it's not voluntary it's not done by volunteers so then to chip in to pay for the administrator. To, to, to the upkeep of the of the storage areas, the miklat, the the the, the uh, protected area, um, the the ashba, the, the garbage disposal places, that then the to pay for any to the general the, the, the expenses needed to fix, to repair the, the, the any general anything that's owned together. Shenizuka that got destroyed, like if the elevator breaks, or the asaka, or a biv, or the, the plumbing. So then everyone chips in together because they all need this equally. This is something that's very necessary for the chatzar. So now he goes into on the next page, on page 111, he says, How does it work with chipping in? How much does each one pay? So it says, If there's already a set, established thing, they have, you know, they have the bylaws of how they do it. So that's definitely what you use. The rule is all tonight. The moment is, is we follow it tonight. If there is no set way how to do it, that they agreed to, there's no agreement. Then you follow the common custom. 
he's just giving some examples of the way it works, at least in Eretz When it comes to expenses that they don't cost more based on the size of the apartment, like the general upkeep of the common areas, then everyone pays equally. 120 square meters, 90 square meters, says that it's, there is a logic to say that if the, the, you need it equally, even though you're, one of them has a bigger apartment than the other, since this is something that makes no difference, the size of the apartment doesn't make any difference to the amount, uh, to the expense, so therefore they share it evenly. Ula, he says, when it comes to the type of services that they cost more based on the size of the apartment, like the general heating systems, every radiator causes a added expense. You do based on the radiators, for example. Meaning, if, it's, if it costs more, so then you, pay, you do it based on the added expenses. He said, he had another point, he says, someone who buys two apartments and, and uses it as one, changes it into one joint dira. The, the meaning over there is to still consider it two separate apartments. He pays double, double everybody else. He says, the logic for that is because even though you're living there as one, but they could have had another person there. So since by you joining two apartments together, now no one else is living here, so they lost a member, so that's why the, it's, it's as if you, you expected to pay double. Ulam, he says, we follow the common custom in that place. If the minig changes, that is the minig you should follow. And the source the, that he brings on the bottom is the nasivas that we saw earlier. To what's going to, At what point do we say we share the expense evenly? And when do you pay more? This follows on page 112 with a very fascinating chuva about if you have a elevator, a building without an elevator, now they want to install an elevator. So the apartments on all the different floors want everyone to chip in, but the apartments on the lower floors, they claim that they have much less benefit than the apartments on the upper floors, so they should pay less. Not only that, the apartment on the ground floor says, I have no benefit from this, I don't understand this elevator altogether, it does nothing for me. So this is a big discussion, he goes through all the different stadim, and he makes an important chilek between someone, the bottom floor who has zero benefit and the first floor who has some benefit. There he wants to argue that once you have some benefit, you're more likely to be, to be high for, to pay equally with all the other partners.